Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to everyone listening, and welcome to the Makeshift Managers Podcast. My name is Austin, and the thing I'm looking forward to most this season is Cleveland's new comedy sitcom, Shane Bieber and Friends. And my name's Devin, and the thing I'm most looking forward to about the Central Central Divisions this year is Francisco Lindor suiting up for the, oh, shit, wait. Um, no, Tyler Glass now pitching for the, oh, fuck. Um, oh, you Darvish, uh, wait. There really isn't anything I can actually look forward to with these divisions, is there? No. No, we, oh, we are about to evaluate 10 teams that I don't want to talk about at all. It's kind of like, we I, we I prefaced it last week whenever we were talking about like a car crash and like just a dumpster fire. You don't want to look at them and it kind of smells bad, but you can't help it. <laughs> it's it's like everybody stops for the accident. You all look. You 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 uh, complain there's traffic, but you're gonna look. Well, you have to. It's customary. Yeah, but it, like it's now, courteous. Because these these divisions are like the worst in baseball. Like the Central is just like bad, regardless of how you look at it. Like the the AL Central is better than the NL Central, in my opinion. I think their top two teams are better than the top two teams. Vice uh, versa. I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, but. I, I, I just don't want to watch any of them. <laughs> Objectively speaking, the NL Central is the worst division in baseball by a long shot. Yeah. So welcome to week two, week three. Sorry. Can't even keep track of my there's, own weeks. It's, it's a week. There, there's been days. <laughs> it, true. There's seven days in a week and we are in one of them. Uh, this mm-hmm. is week three of us going through each division uh, before opening day and getting you ready for baseball season. Um. To make sure we get done before opening day, we had to consolidate the centrals today because we really don't want to talk about either of them, um, but we have to because it's our it's not it's not our it's technically not our job, but we're gonna do it anyways. <laughs> I um, think we should go through the NL Central first. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and just a quick plug for our friends at Border Fuel Sports for uh, helping us and popping up popping us up on their network uh check them out uh, they have great articles great podcasts we're on there so obviously it has to be great i mean <laughs> it, it just it just has to be so if you're new to the podcast welcome um we're on all almost all platforms that you can think of follow us on twitter follow us on instagram leave us a review tell us we're good tell us we're bad and if you tell us we're bad uh I'm, but to be honest i'm not gonna do anything about it i'm not gonna find you i'm not gonna not gonna yell at you i'm too busy just simply too busy yeah we'll appreciate it there's always room to improve and um for the socials uh it is at at tmsm podcast correct yes sir for both both twitter and instagram mm-hmm. and we will interact yeah. with you don't worry we uh we're, we we help out the little people because technically we are we are the little people yes yes we are but it's the name of the game, and we're here to play it. So, yeah. Speaking so I, of the game, I, I guess I, these teams are going to try and play it this uh, season. I, they're going to play 162 of them, but we're going to start with the team that has an average age of 57 years old in the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> oh man, I love retirement home base. This is like uh, this is like you're sitting there at a retirement village, and you just got this softball team, and you can't tell them they can't play because they'll just yell at you. 
but it's not good for anybody to be getting on the field. <laughs> it's it's like, just, I mean, like, like granted, I can only say so much because the Cardinals broke my heart in 2011, but like, look, it's been 10 years and I'm still mad about it, but I'm still going to talk trash. Is Adam Wainwright collecting social security, social security checks yet? It's a distinct possibility. It It is, <laughs> it is a possibility. Like, I think that dude's been pitching since, like, it feels like before I was born, which that, is a bold-faced lie. I but mean, he's been, he's been pitching for a long time. He, he's entering his age 40 season. So, I mean, props to him for being good enough to stay on the squad for that long. I still was pretty surprised they re-signed him. I think he kind of had a lackluster 2020, but we're not here to judge 2020s. Um, it was a lackluster or weird year for everybody. Um, Unless your but, name was Charlie Blackman or DJ LeMayhew. Yeah, Charlie Blackman hit like, what, 700 for <laughs> three minutes? The Juice Baseballs, man. They're doing the work. Oh, Justin Verlander. Look what you started. Trying to tell <laughs> us the balls are juice. Anyways, we're going to start at the top of the rotation with the St. Louis Cardinals and Jack Flaherty. Um, this is their ace of the future. Um, he's a solid dude. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about him. I have nothing actually but good things to say about Jack Flaherty. Um, he's only 25. He's shown that he's good now. Um, so St. Louis definitely has their ace for a long time, which is good for them. They just go from Adam Wainwright to Jack Flaherty. So why not? Yeah, you can't complain about that. And like their rotation doesn't scare me. But I think Flaherty could have a really good year and I think he should be the number one starter throughout the year and if they can get a great year out of him it's going to help their odds at the playoffs 100 percent. but whenever i look at the rest of the rotation i don't see anybody else that's like popping out where i'm like damn it's a lot of i think it's a lot of sink or swim for the cardinals this year so miles michaelis just a couple years ago was in the top 10 of al or (laughs) al and i'll saw young voting he hasn't done anything since he's had a rough couple years um so it's Mm -hmm. definitely time if he's going to be the number two or number three guy he's he's got to go and he's got to go now um adam wainwright i have nothing bad to, to say about the guy but he is getting he is getting old his curveball is outstanding. It's still there, but I just don't know how much longer he can give you like 35 starts on a consistent basis. 35 quality starts. Granted, nobody gives you 35 quality starts, but maybe like, I don't know, 15, 14. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what Adam Wainwright has left. So uh, who knows? Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Um, Kwong Hyun Kim. I don't know much about him. Um, I think Great it's a, name. It it is. It really is. Um, but him and Daniel Ponce de Leon are kind of just thrown in there in the back. Uh you have Carlos Martinez who has the stuff to be good. He's just gotta I think he's just gotta get there. Mm-hmm. He's had a rough couple. Um so yeah, their rotation isn't full of world beaters. It's led by Jack Flaherty, who's crazy. But it's it's a lot of question marks, I think. Um they yeah. they're going to I mean, granted, I think they'll score a lot of runs once we get to like their lineup, but mm. it's they got to keep themselves in the game. Yeah, 100 percent. I feel like this is going to be a trend that we see a lot in the NL Central, especially with pitching. We're going to be seeing or just in the Central in general, we're going to see a lot of teams that have an ace. And then after that, it's kind of like just uh, 
sticking your it's like bobbing for apples you're just praying you get something good yeah pretty much you're just you're just <laughs> throwing it all out there and saying hey something stick but at least in the nl central i think flaherty is in, at least in the well i'd say he's in the top three of pitchers within his own division like he's really good and he's only been improving year in and year out so if he keeps making jumps he could possibly even be in a Cy Young conversation, especially if the uh, Cardinals can do as well as they plan on this season. Right, right. Um, I don't really know much about their bullpen. They got, um, oh, God, what's his name? Um, uh, Jordan Hicks, who throws like 10,000 miles an hour. I, that, uh, that's my biggest thing with this bullpen. I don't, I don't care who else is around Jordan Hicks. Dude's throwing triple digits and he's got some nasty stuff he's still young and i think he's got to figure it out a bit more but if you can get a consistent jordan hicks in your bullpen oh that's a piece for the future without a doubt and you have solid eighth inning man in um andrew miller we Mm -hmm. we i think everyone's uh quick to forget how good andrew miller was a couple years ago that dude can be dominant yeah but outside that, I don't know much about their bullpen when it comes to Helsley or Gant, Alex Reyes, Genesis Cabrera. What a name. That's why baseball is such a great sport. That's probably not how you say his name, but I'm just going to say it because it's spelled that way. <laughs> Genesis Cabrera. <laughs> hey, man. Um, And catching all these wonderful men is... <laughs> is yachty or molina molina the last molina standing for a long time (laughs) yeah benji and jose dipped a while ago i think when benji got his no matter what ring in 2010 he he was over it oh yeah benji was like i'm out my knees hurt i don't know how yachty can stand after all these years well he's been catching since 2004 well he's he's the guy who really started implementing like taking off pitches you know like basic basically almost sitting down like you have one knee down and you have one leg out you don't really squat all the way yeah i mean but when you can gun people out like he still can and when you have good defense he's got 2025 games played in his career to this point and that's just the regular season so keep doing you yadier um i think defensively he'll be big for them behind the plate and they have some young prospects whenever you look at their depth chart for catchers that i think if they can find somebody to move towards the future with uh yadier is one of the best uh types of role model type players to have in any system especially for young guys if you're trying to learn to catch in the mlb i think any of the molina brothers would be a major help i know whenever posey was coming up benji had a uh, hand in helping posey figure it out a bit Whenever he was starting out in 2010. Should have told him about blocking the plate. Hey, you shut your dirty little mouth, dog. <laughs> they changed the rules for a reason. There's no, there's no more room for barbarism. <laughs> Pete Rose killed somebody's career for he, what? An all-star game? Ray Fossey. And then he killed his own career because, you know, he liked to gamble. But we're not going to talk about that. Pete Rose is a Hall of Famer. No By shit. the way, first <laughs> yeah. baseman, Hall, get me out of Arizona, Goldschmidt. Grant, he's been out of Arizona for a little bit now, but. I didn't hey, realize he was so old. Didn't realize he's he was not so old, old. old. He's 33, but okay. I always thought he was younger. 
I always thought he was younger. He looks young. Yeah. He has yeah, that he face. He carries a big stick, man. And whenever he's hitting the ball flush, it's scary. Oh, that, as a Giants fan, this dude was terrorizing the NL West for the longest portion of my childhood. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if we're going to actually, if he can produce like he did 2017 through 2019, I think their infield's going to have a lot of power and they're going to hit a lot of home runs because he's 30 plus almost in a healthy year. Yeah. And now he has protection. Yeah. We'll get to get to that in a second. Um, speaking of second, Tommy Edmond. <laughs> Tommy Edmond's probably their starting second baseman. Um, he's looks like he's 16, but he's 25. Um, <laughs> I think that it's a sink or swim time for Tommy Edmond. Um, I think he's a solid player, but we'll have to see what happens. Um, third baseman. Um, Matt Carpenter, I know. I'm super excited. Yes, dude, same. Matt Carpenter. <laughs> I, I don't know who year. else. I don't know who else beats out Matt Carpenter except for like someone like Nolan Arenado. But like, do you ever <laughs> think that dude would ever actually get traded from a franchise? Um, don't even give them the distinction of franchise. Okay. Um, the Colorado baseball team. Um, no, not even that. Um, Colorado group meeting. The Colorado PTA. <laughs> o- only dads. Yeah, only dads. Fucking Nolan Arenado. For for one thing, I'm offended. <laughs> Are you, though? He's out of your division. The Rockies suck regardless. I'm not worried about the Rockies <laughs> ever competing for anything worthwhile. I'm really interested to see if the Coors effect has any effect on Nolan Arenado. What if he just tanks? Like, what if his power is just gone in San I'd Louis? be in shock. I would piss my pants laughing. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, literally, people thought the same about LeMahieu, and LeMahieu showed mm-hmm. up. But, like, I just don't – I just don't think – I would have to look at his home road splits over over the years. But like, I think – I think he's fine. Aaron, Aaron Otto has good power, better power than LeMahieu has, but I think LeMahieu's the best contact hitter in baseball. Yeah, that dude's He's nuts. like 1A or 1B. He just he he just slaps the shit out of it, and it's fair. But Aaron Otto is arguably the best defensive third baseman in baseball, arguably the best defender in baseball. Um, So their infield, it's going to be a connection with, Arenado and Goldschmidt. All Goldschmidt has to do really is just keep his foot on the bag, and Arenado's going to hit him in the glove. So, so. J- just for like reference, in away games in 2019 for Nolan Arenado, mm-hmm. he hit 277, which is almost 80 points lower than at home. But that makes mm-hmm. sense. I completely expect this, but 277 yeah. is still fine. He oh, still hit 20 bombs, he still drove in 48 runs. But he drove yeah. in 70 at home, which just makes sense because the rest of your team's hitting. So you have more yeah. guys to drive in. So his yeah. his split stats, at least in 2019, weren't bad. I'm sure his 2018 stats are fine. I uh, expect to see a bit of regression in his overall stats, but it shouldn't be a drop-off to the point where Nolan Arenado is now a replacement-level player. I like but how this says brother God. of Jonah Arenado, and I have no idea who that is. Um, That's like uh, Frankie Jonas, whenever people look up the Jonas Brothers. Oh, 
apparently he's a San Francisco giant. So, well, shoot, looks like we got the uh, next Arenado up and coming. Awkward. Yeah, I think this team's gonna go as far as Nolan takes them. I mean, like Gold, Goldsmith and, and Arenado together should drive in close to like 240 runs. You would hope, because if they don't, then you're gonna need to figure out where the hell your runs are coming from. Yes. Because if Goldschmidt or Arenado is are struggling, the rest of this infield does not scare me with the bat in their hands. And if you can name anyone in this outfield, I can give you a dollar. Because I've heard of none of these men. I, I could have named Harrison one. Bader. Yeah, Harrison Bader was the only one I'd be able to name. Dylan Carlson I've heard a bit about. He's a young prospect. And I think he's one of their top prospects in the organization. I'm correct. No, probably not. Sure. Let's yeah, just let's possibly. just go with it. He's 22, so maybe they bring him up. He's 62205, plays right field. But yeah, no, it's a lot of just Justins and just a lot of first name last name guys. Yeah. Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thompson, Lane Thomas, not Thompson, Harrison Bader. Uh, Dylan got Carlson. Paul DeYoung at short. Paul DeYoung is a solid Mm-hmm. guy to have in like the lower part of your lineup maybe yeah. not maybe not lead off but we'll see this team should score a lot of runs it's just how far is that rotation gonna take them so it'd be interesting yeah. to see so where do we want to go now in the division okay so, so i think if if we think... both do okay where do you see st louis finishing I think what we should do is because the division is so bad, we should evaluate each team and then at the end give a composite ranking based upon how we feel about the teams. Can we say that they're all going to finish last? Is that a thing? Are we allowed to do that? No, but all of the fan bases will probably finish last. And don't worry. If you're listening to this and you're a fan of any of these central teams, I'm a Giants fan. We stink, but it's fine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Texas Ranger fan, so like, here, here's the thing. You kind of have to trust our judgment because we know what sucks. We, we just do. <laughs> We've seen our team in World Series. I said in World Series. In. I've seen my team win stop, multiple World stop. Series. Stop. <laughs> You've seen your team in the World Series. <laughs> Holding the trophy. Just mic scratch, just everything falls in your, in your house. <laughs> Is that a microwave in the background? <laughs> please, please leave a message after the beep, and the beep never Error comes. 404. Error. All right. The number you're trying to reach has been disconnected. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk really bad. And I mean, like, really, really bad. Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, yeah. The Pittsburgh Pirates will not be raising the Jolly Roger a whole lot this year. They might just need to name it something else at this point. Because they might just be waving the white flag more than anything. Um, yeah, like, I don't know how you lose with this rotation of Mitch Keller, Chad Cool, Stephen Brault, Tyler Anderson, JT Brubaker, Cody Ponce, Will Crow, Miguel, you... you Miguel and Trevor Cahill. I I don't know how you don't take five of those guys and just run the division. I I don't. All, the thing is, every single one of those people besides like Trevor Cahill cuz Cahill's a little over the hill, no pun intended. Um <laughs> at least half of these dudes will get moved and become all-stars. 
after they leave Pittsburgh. It's just how the Pirates operate. I mean, if you take out Tyler Anderson, who's been in the league for a little bit, nobody else was born before 1992. Yeah. Besides K, K. and Anderson, the other seven, well, six. Cahill watched the earth with dinosaurs, so yeah. Yeah. Kidding. Trevor Cahill's 33. He's not that old. I, I'm not going to go through the Pirates bullpen because I don't know who these people are. I'm usually Dwayne pretty Underwood good. Jr. Like I'm usually pretty good about this, but like I just mm-hmm. they, they just shipped so many people. Like I don't Chris Stratton's in their bullpen. I know who that is. Does that count? I got it has to at this point. I was looking forward to the Pirates. They had Chris Archer, but you know, y- you move Glass now to get him, and you're like, you know, we don't want him. Makes no fucking sense. There's no even. There's not even a way to like try and say that the Pirates won the trade because now they don't have anything from the trade. I don't think the Pirates have won a trade in their in their existence. Uh, look, if you're listening and you have the time to look through a trade that the Pirates won in their franchise, send it. And I know this fran. This has been a franchise for like eighty years or whatever. It's been a this franchise a- for a long time. They've had players like Roberto Clemente, Barry sure. Bonds, AJ Burnett's of the world. Garrett Cole was a Pittsburgh Pirate. Uh, yeah. See, I think we should respect them for what they are. They breed greatness. Greatness doesn't happen on their team, but by God, once you leave Pittsburgh, floodgates open. I, I literally just don't know what to say. I like I I just like you got a, the best catcher in the game in Jacob Stallings, uh, Colin, <laughs> Colin Moran, world beater, Adam Frazier, O'Neill Cruz, K- Kevin Newman, Key Brian Hayes. Actually, I like Key Brian Hayes a lot. That's probably like my favorite. Ha- Brian Hayes can be the rookie of the year in the NL. Yeah, Brian Hayes is stud, real deal. He's hitting four twelve in spring training right now. Yeah, Brian Hayes is a ball player, so I expect him to be traded in the next five years, but. They should change the name to the Pittsburgh Cabrian Hayes because this is his team moving forward. I, I literally just need to look through this team and see who wasn't born in nineteen in the nineties. And it's it's hard. It, it's it's hard. Well, Most of these guys were born. This is this is like an average age team of sixteen. <laughs> I, this is the uh the, the Pittsburgh County uh unified school district team. No, I, I like the Pirates because unlike the Giants, they are insanely young they are insanely bad but they are stupid young so you can be bad for four years and still have talent coming out the pipeline it's the way it's the game has changed into that once the astros did it it's like oh shit it works like grant i get it the astros cheated but you have to you have to look at like the at fastball you hear a trash can or something (laughs) um the thing is, is they still like had Altuve, Correa, Bregman, Springer. Um, they still have Jordan more Alvarez. They, yeah, they still have more studs. Uh, J- J- Jake Tucker. Why can't Kyle I Tucker? Kyle Tucker. Thank you. I was like, not, I was like, it's not Justin Tucker. I know that. <laughs> Jason Mraz. I think that rings a bell. <laughs> John Mayer. Is that what his name is? <laughs> but yeah. The, Look, this team's going to finish last. This team's going to lose 100 games. Um, plain and simple. 
It's, it's all fun and games till the Pirates of the 2035 MLB champions. I, I remember that. Should, I wonder if they should take a lesson from uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA and just start trading for first round picks. Like just trade. I, First round picks in baseball are weird as hell, though. Like, yeah, first rounders usually turn out to be great players. But I mean, yeah, if you use on Kyler Murray, they're a little weird. Well, there's a lot of guys that never make it out of the minors. That's like, yeah, true. for every Mike Trout, there's like at least three guys that you'll never see in the majors. Yeah. Baseball is weird. There's a lot of ways to acquire talent. I mean, fun I think... fact there hasn't even been 10,000. Is it 10,000 or 20,000? I think it's 20,000. In the history of baseball over, you know, it's 130, 140 years of existence, there still hasn't been 20,000 unique MLB players. It's just, it's hard. Just that we had 45 Babe Ruths. <laughs> Brian Hayes was the NL rookie of the month last year. Yeah. He had the all rookie uh, team last year. If, um, if he didn't play enough last year and he's still considered a rookie this year, because I don't know how those rules go sometimes. If Key Brian Hayes is still technically a rookie this year, I think he can easily win rookie of the year. From everyone that I've seen and heard about, I think he could be – he's one of my top three for NL rookie of the year. I think that these, this uh, Pittsburgh Pirates team is bad enough to where he's going to have to ball out. And they're still going to lose 100 games, but he should be able to put up stats. RBIs, home runs, average. He's third baseman, so his defense is it's probably going to be there a bit. So I I just think if if there's anybody that I'm looking at in this division that's pushing for rookie of the year, it's Cabrian Hayes. And with a name like that, come on. He's destined to be a star or at least like an everyday player. Yeah. If he had to pick anybody out of that 25, 26 man roster who's going to stay in the minor or stay in the league for years to come for the pirates. I think it's key Brian Hayes. Yeah, but they're bad. They're going to be bad. Probably the worst in their division. So we don't have to wait till the end for the pirates. They are five. Yeah. They are number five. Yeah. We do not have to wait. They are going to be bad. And if they win the division, I will, um, wire my savings to one lucky fan. That is insane. That is bonkers. I'm just confident, okay? Speaking of bonkers, Jake Arrieta is a 35-year-old starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Hey, man, that man's a former Cy Young. Yeah, I know, but, like, I used to be able to run a mile in, like, five minutes. (laughs) But, you know, no one's going to sign me to a Nike running deal. It's it's true. I kind of like the pitching staff for the chicago cubs to be honest can we just say uh, this man went 22 and 6 with a 1.77 era i saw that earlier 236 dudes in 229 innings only gave up 150 hits like this dude was insane oh yeah i those numbers reminded me of i was i was at home the other day right and i was perusing tiktok don't judge me and somebody had a video and there was an audio behind the video and it was josh groban's you raise me up and then i went down this rabbit (laughs) hole just googling josh groban and like just looking at the scope of his music who the fuck told him he could sing like that the man is so fucking talented whenever i look at jake arietta's 20 
15 season, I say, who the fuck let him pitch like that? That is disgusting. It's unfair. The fact that MLB pitchers can just go for 22 wins in one year and then kind of fall off the face of the earth in three years blows my mind. It makes sense. The game's always evolving, and velocity's a really tricky MFR. but come on. Yeah. He went from top three pitcher in the NL to a basically the end of a joke. He's a punchline. No, maybe not that bad. But speaking of punchlines, Craig Kimbrell is the closer for this team. <laughs> Dude's going to get punched a lot. This, Craig, Craig Kimbrell, talk about a fall from grace. This guy was like, I wouldn't say they were comparing him to Rivera, but whenever he was in Atlanta, he had something, you know? Save seasons of 46, 42, 50, 47, 39, 31, 35, 42. It's been the last two years where he hasn't really had much. But if he can figure it out again, God, that is a great guy to have for the ninth inning. Because this, this was team, gross. It's the Chicago Cubs just a team full of like, hey, did you have a good year at one point? All right, cool. We'll build off that. Sir, that was five years ago. It's okay. Well, we got Kyle Hendricks in the mix, so possibly. Who's this team's manager? It's David Ross, isn't it? Former catcher. Yeah, David, yeah it's David Ross. Because Joe Madden's in a L.A., but not the, for the Dodgers. He's, he's actually in Anaheim, my bad. Yeah, he, he wishes he was a Dodger. Shit, you're telling me. Those glasses would never let him be a Dodger. <laughs> this team, for me, is basically just the please don't trade me. That... <laughs> The Chris Bryant special. Yeah. Well, they got David Bodie waiting in the wings, so I would move Bryant today. Oh, yeah. The future is already here. How could I David Bodie is ready to take over. (laughs) David Bodie. Like, the Cubs are in the worst situation possible. Their pitching scares me, and not in a good way. They could be really good on offense. Like, Bryant's an MVP caliber player when he's healthy. Baez is really good or really bad. As we saw last year, whenever he's not hitting, dear God, somebody call the cops. Rizzo, he's 31 now. Um, We know what we're getting out of him. There's not much to really say about Anthony Rizzo. He is what he is. Wilson Contreras is a pretty good batting catcher. Um, He's never going to be your JT Real Muto, but like he's serviceable, and I think he's one of the guys that they're going to hold on to. Like I don't think Contreras will get traded. On I, out of the I players on this it. team, I think it's Rizzo or Bryant, possibly Baez. They get a big enough package. I think Baez is signed for like a really long time, though, so I don't think there's any reason yeah. for him to go anywhere. And he's only 28. This team, on paper, I thought they'd be a lot younger, but it makes sense that they're a lot older because people forget that they won their championship in 2016. They really, this team is frustrating because they are a team that needs to win now based upon the ages of their players. But genuinely, I don't think they can win now. And that's just their reality. I mean, yeah, they're kind of stuck in. We think we're good, but um, we're actually not. I mean, they signed Jock Peterson, and Jock Peterson's straight up having a good time in spring. So, Jock Peterson's hitting the piss off the ball right now. Baby yeah. face assassin. Baby yeah. driver looking ass. This dude might actually be insane if he gets to play 162 games. 
That's true. The Dodgers really held him hostage for a long time. It's and let me tell game. you, I hated Jock Peterson as a Giants fan. There's nothing he ever did to really make me angry, but I hated Jock Peterson. I mean, it's kind of just your job to hate all Dodgers. That's fair. It's just he has he has such a baby face. He looks like a baby. He he literally just looks like a baby. Yeah. Um. So now we got two teams left after the Cubs. I mean, yeah, but, but I mean that's all for the Cubs. Like they have Jason, they have a, like Ian Happ, Jason Hayward, Baez, Peterson, Bryant, Bodie. They've got Rizzo. Names. They have the names, but I just don't think they're going to put it together. I think David Ross is just going to suit up sometime during this season. Uh, like, you know, if y'all aren't going to win it, I'm going to have to win it again. It's fine. I got this. Don't you worry. And Uncle, so, Uncle David's coming in hot. I think. Because I think we'll move into your dark horse now. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati Reds. If this man, if this team re-signed Trevor Bauer, then they would have been scary scarier they would have had the elite three of Sonny gray luis castillo and trevor bauer that would have been nuts not, to have again i'm not gonna crown Sonny gray the dude's a good pitcher i know that he had a good year last year he's had a good couple years back to back but i think he's at best your third starter I won't get into it too much, but just like the thing with Sonny was that like he was outstanding. A second he got traded to Yankees, got ruined, and then just kind of re- mm-hmm. rediscovered himself in Cincinnati. I I think mm-hmm. he's a first round pick, and he he plays mm-hmm. like one. He pitches like one. I like Sonny Gray. I like the way he carries himself. He's got some moxie to his game, but I think this team goes as far as Castillo can take him. Yeah, he's it's, the pre- ace. it's pretty much on the back of Gray and Castillo now. Yeah, I mean, and, they, uh, they have Tyler Malley, Wade Miley, and Jeff Hoffman. And I, I don't mm-hmm. – you might get some good things out of Miley, maybe some out of Malley. I doubt you're going to get a whole lot out of Hoffman, a lot of quality out of Hoffman. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they tra- they got rid of Rysel Iglesias, who, like, I like him, but he always just seemed to blow a lot of saves. Yeah. So they have Amir Garrett, Sean Doolittle, Lorenzen. No way, Ramirez. It was solid bullpen. Mm. I don't hate it. I mean, they showed in they showed in the playoffs they can hold the Braves to literally almost no runs. The problem was they could not score any runs themselves. Yeah. And like when you look at the lineup, I I literally yeah, don't I, understand how they didn't score any runs. I their their lineup leaves me uninspired for the most part, in my opinion. Like they've they've got professionals and they got guys that can hit, but I don't. I just look at it and I, I, out of all the teams in this division, I think they have a very limited upside with the bat in their hands. Like yes, Suarez carries a big stick. Joey Votto will always be hitting for a really high average and never and pop up home runs and never pop up. Um, and then the other guys, I'm sure, will be good. But their outfield doesn't scare me. Shogo Akiyama is one of the best names in baseball. I'll give him that. <laughs> I mean, Jesse Ka- Winker Ka- pretty good. Cassianos is 
a solid RBI guy. I did forget about Castellanos. I will not lie. But at the same time, um, the Reds are the Reds, and we know what the Reds are. They kind of do the same thing every year. Yeah. Yeah, they so, do. This might just be a put up or shut up year for them because Joey Votto's getting older with each passing day and he looks older with each passing year. I think he could play into his 40s and be comfortable just because of the way he hits the ball. Yeah, seriously. He he could wear he could have a blindfold on and still probably make contact. That's so, how good of a bat he is. Could probably hit 50 bomb 50 40 bombs. Votto could hit 40 bombs. Miss Stock is going to hit 40 bombs. Castellanos can hit 40 bombs. They have Winker, Aquino, who hit like what, like twelve home runs in five games. Some like stupid thing that happened, and then nobody knew who he was after that. Mm-hmm. I-, I feel like this team could be like a real dark horse, but I feel like this team could also just be what we saw in the playoffs at the same exact time and just like literally score no runs ever. I think this division will be a three horse race that divulges into a two horse race, and. <sighs> it's not going to be the Cubs. It's not going to be the Pirates. It's going to be between the Cardinals, the Brew Crew, and these guys right here, the Reds. Yeah. And I I like your idea that the Reds could be the dark horse to win this division because the division's up for grabs. Anybody could win this division. Maybe Cabrian Hayes is just the the second coming of the best baseball player to ever touch a ball. And he just transcends the division, and, and everyone leads, else just it sucks. leads the Pirates to a World Series this year, and then I lose all my money. Cabrian Hayes just hits eighty home runs, three hundred RBIs, and steals fifty bags. Look, if Key Brian Hayes does that, he's gonna owe me a lot of money, and he he'll be <laughs> fine because he'll make it. It's fine. Yeah, he's gonna put up literal video game number stats. <laughs> Oh, man. Makeshift managers big on Cabrian Hayes. Two thumbs up. This this podcast isn't sponsored by Key Brian Hayes in any way, but Key Brian, we if you're be. listening, <laughs> <could be. laughs> Man. But I think that's about it for the Reds. I, I just, with these teams, I'm uninspired as hell. And there's only one team that gives me some inspiration. Going well, and like this. the thing, the thing is, the thing interesting about this division is you got to remember, like each of these teams have to play each other like 15 times, and mm-hmm. nobody, nobody really wants to take control, and nobody really wants to be good. So it's just going to be a real toss-up of like who's going to beat who. Like, could the Reds beat like um, the Cardinals like 12 out of 16 games or something? Like some weird shit could happen. Yeah. So that basically just leaves one more team, and I think this yeah. is your dark horse. Oh yeah, my dark horse, the uh, the Brew Crew, the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh man, there's not many teams in the Central that are giving me any any optimism for this year. But oh man, I feel really good about the Brewers this year. They're not gonna be beating um a lot of like great teams this year but i think in their division they can actually win enough games to be competitive and be fighting for a spot to win the division i i mean yeah i i could see it it's just it's the same problem that almost everyone in the central has it's starting pitching yeah 
Like, when your ace is Brandon Woodruff, like, don't get me wrong, I like Brandon Woodruff, but this dude, I don't think he's the number one guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah. I I should say, if he's the number one guy, I don't think your rotation is solid. I think he's a solid number two or number three, most of the time, middle of the rotation type guy. Um, you got Corbin Burns, Adrian Hauser, Josh Lindblom, Brett Anderson. I have no idea what you're going to get out of Brett Anderson. Eric Lahr, I I just, I just don't see their – I mean, they had, like, a decent 2020 of not giving up runs. They had, like, good pitching performances. And, like, their yeah. bullpen is going to be really good in Disgusting. the back end. Yeah. Like, when you get to throw out Devin Williams, who doesn't even know how to give up a run, and then you have Josh <laughs> Hader, who scares everybody with fastballs up and in, mm-hmm. coming from God knows where. they don't they don't have to score a lot of runs but they literally showed that they can't score runs yeah my biggest thing with this team is they have the best player in this division and it's not close it's it's close i guess but it's not oh christian yelich yeah 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 and with a division that has teams that are this bad I will go with the best player nine times out of ten, especially whenever the best player just came off his worst season in his career. And, yes, it was the shortened season. You give me a full 162 of Christian Yelich, I'm calling it. We're getting 40 to 50 homers. We're getting 100-plus RBIs, and he's going to hit close to 300. I think he's going to come back, and he's going to be pushing for the MVP this year. Because from what we've seen out, of, from what we have seen out of Yelich in his career, I think last year is an is an anomaly, and he's gonna be back. He hits his OPS for his career is eight seventy. His slugging is four eighty eight. He basically hit for career lows in every offensive category last year, besides some of his earliest years in the league. Yeah. I just don't see a I, – I see a world where – I think it's more likely for Aaron Otto to struggle in St. Louis than it is for Yelich to have back-to-back bad years. I just do not see Christian Yelich not being a top-five player in the NL. Top three at that. The dude yeah. is – I, I mean, I, I definitely believe that the Brewers have one of the best outfields in the game mm-hmm. when you have Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, IBCL Garcia and yeah Jackie Bradley Jr. as like a backup it seems like well the thing the thing right now is that Kane says he's gonna be ready by opening day but I feel like there's no reason to rush him yeah um so I think Jackie should get a decent amount of playing time I was still kind of surprised that Milwaukee would be the ones to sign him I feel like if you feel like that Kane will come back like after you ease him in like maybe a month into the season that he's gonna be your everyday starting center fielder and you, could you, pre- you don't have a DH. You could pay you. You could play Bradley anywhere in the outfield, though. So if Yelich needs a day off, if Kane needs a day off, if anybody needs a day off, you just throw him in there. I, that's that, I mean, that's, I like that's true, but I just i I feel like that's not Jackie Bradley Jr. Like, I feel like Jackie Bradley Jr. is an everyday starting center fielder on most teams, and like. Garcia, Kane, and Yelich are going to man the outfield. Like, are you going to try and teach him to play the infield or what? I don't, I don't know. Like, I get it. 
I get it. It sounds like opening day, it'll be Jackie Bradley Jr. the starting lineup because you don't want to rush Lorenzo Cain, especially he's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't I don't know. I I just think this team, their infield scares me a bit, but Vogelbach could go out there and hit 30 home runs this year. I don't think it's going to happen, but he's yeah, done it if, in the past. If Vogelbach learns that in the game you have to put the bat on the ball, then he might be solid. But this this infield could be really good defensively. Colton Wong's a great defensive second baseman. Can't yeah, I'm really surprised St. Louis let him go. Like, this team is probably the deepest in the division. They might not have the end-to-end hitting capacity of a team like the Reds, and they might not have the top-end pitcher of a team like the Cardinals, but they arguably have the best bullpen. They have the best player. And defensively, I think they're going to be really tough to score runs on. Because it's one thing to not have a top-end pitchers in your starting lineup, but their bullpen is built for the long haul. And they've proven in the past in the playoffs they're not opposed to throwing a reliever out there after one inning and just platooning it to win games. So this division is going to be a shitstorm. But I'll take Christian Yelts and the ragtag bunch of relievers. Especially whenever, even at catcher, they got Narvaez, who, yes, hasn't been a consistent pro for his entire career, but he's batting 385 in spring training and he's got power to hit home runs. They have a blueprint to get out there and win the division. Yeah. And, and you have a really good manager in Craig Council. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you have a, a good guy to lead the way. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know who St. Louis's manager is now that I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm really surprised. I usually, I'm usually much better than this. I having an off day, I guess. I, who is that manager? Hang on, I'm, I'm, I'm checking. Yeah, for me, the Brewers, they're gonna need their infield to hit above 225. Yeah. It's Mike Schilt, by the way. I should have known that. He's been there for a couple years. I should have known that. I didn't. If you can get guys like Keston Hira and Colton Wongs and the Tim Lopez's and Daniel Roberts on base, you've got the bats in players like Yelich and Vogelbach and Narvaez to drive guys in. So they just need their other bats to just get on base. Because Yelich is guaranteed 100, 100 to 130 RBIs. He's going to be driving dudes in. Yeah, if dudes get on in front of him, Christian Yelich can drive him in if he doesn't Vogel repeat 2020. Be able and to drive in runs. I don't know about that. On homers. I'm not saying he's going to be hitting oh. 250. I'm saying if there's people <laughs> on base and Vogel, if Vogelbach can give you 30 home runs, I think he can get you at least 70 RBIs. Wishful thinking. Yeah, I think Narvaez will be really helpful for this team. I Uh-oh. like Narvaez to a point. Like I saw him in Seattle. I like his bat. Yeah, I like his bat a lot. Um, I saw him in Seattle, and this is the same reason why I talk on Vogelbach because I watched him in Seattle and I watched him move around. Like I liked Narvaez in Seattle, but I think Narvaez should be an everyday catcher to get him the reps and be able to get his bat in the lineup every day and him have him figure it out. Have Daniel, you the thing. 
the thing about Daniel Vogelbach is he's been in the lineup every day and he's shown that he has so much swing and miss. Like I, I just I'm not a Daniel Vogelbach believer. Could he prove me wrong? Sure. He's a major league baseball player that has power. He can easily prove me wrong. Do I foresee it? No. Have you heard of Mario Feliciano? No. He's batting five fifty six and nine at bats in spring training. He's twenty years old. He's twenty two. So he's, he's five for nine. Yeah. He's having a pretty good spring. I just I think they have one of the better managers, if not the best manager in this division. Yeah. Um, they have the best closer in this division. They have the best middle relief guy in this division, and they have the best overall player in this division. So the Brewers are my dark horse, point blank. I think if there's any team that should have some form of optimism this year, it's the Brewers. Because unlike Chicago, unlike, the only one that's close is St. Louis. Because St. Louis didn't have Arenado last year. But with the Brewers, Yelich was bad. And even being bad, he was better than your average baseball player. Mm-hmm. It's not like the level of a Mike Trout having a down year whenever he hits 30 home runs and bats 325. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's the same energy around this Christian Yelich season coming up. And I just think, I have the feeling, Christian Yelich is going to finish top three in the MVP, if not win the award. I've seen him play. I've seen him swing. He is the real deal. And the defense, in my opinion, should be there. Their outfield is solid. Their outfield is built like the Blue Jays infield. They were going to have bodies to just interchange. People can stay fresh and legs can stay fresh. And bats can, in turn, be more effective. Yeah. But that's about it for the NL Central. Um, In terms of finishes... I think you're going to say Reds are one. I'm saying Brewers are number one. So give me, give me your five. What's your My five? five. Pittsburgh's five. Um, Chicago's four. Two through one, three through one literally can go any way. I'm picking the Brewers at one. I'm going Cardinals at two and I'm going the Reds at three. I think the loss of Trevor Bauer really affects them. And I don't like their relief pitching. Yeah, so I'm on I'm on the same boat of five and four. I think Pittsburgh easily finishes worst team in the league. They'll probably take Kamar Rocker, um, number one overall God, this season. He's stud. Look, he's man, as long as the so Rangers good. take Jack Leiter at two, I'm fine. Like if you guys get Rocker, congratulations. He's going to be a star for the next 15 years. We'll have to, we'll have to do a draft uh, episode, but I, as long as the Rangers can either get lighter or come or rocker, whoever the pirates don't take, I'm happy. Yeah. I do. I, we need starting, we need young starting pitching. So fucking bad. It's not even funny, but we'll get mm-hmm. to the Rangers in uh, a couple weeks. Um, so five, four, I think the pirates finished worst team in the league. I, I think the Cubs probably finish under 500. I think they're going to trade mm-hmm. at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised they're if they trade Brian at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as three, um, I think it's the Brewers. I don't think the Brewers just have good enough starting pitching to get them where they need to be. Um, I, man, it, 
I'm going to say that the Reds are going to finish two and the Cardinals are going to finish one. I said something different earlier, but if the Reds can make like a good trade for a starting pitcher at the deadline or make like a solid trade, if they're in it at the deadline, mm-hmm. then they could push for first. I, th- I just think they're a super dark horse. Um, but I still think the Cardinals on paper should win this division. They honestly should run this division like nobody's business. They honestly should put all four of these teams in the dirt. Will they? Probably not. Yeah, I get you. The The biggest thing now for me, too, is that I'm judging my rankings based upon today, nothing else happening. Right. Like, and I just I don't think the Cubs are good enough. In general, I think the Cubs are a on paper, good baseball team. In practice, I don't think they're that good. Their pieces just don't work well enough together. Yeah, like if like if Paul Goldschmidt announced retirement tomorrow, then like things might change. But at, at recording, the Cardinals should win this division. And honestly, they don't have to win like more than like ninety games to do it. I really don't think they have to win a whole lot of games to win this division. No. You could it could probably be an eighty five win team winning this division this year. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a bloodbath. You're, it's, it, whoever, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a neck and neck race. I think we'll be watching it all September. Yeah. It's gonna be a three team race up until like the last two weeks of the season. Cause genuinely my picks, I think I don't know. In my opinion, I think it's gonna be one of the three teams, whether it be Milwaukee, Cincinnati or St. Louis could be either of them. I like Milwaukee. It's just a gut feeling. Best pl- baseball, because a lot of my sport ac- sports acumen comes from basketball to a certain extent. And in basketball, better the best player tends to win out in a lot of situations, unless there's just a great team playing the best player. And it's a, it's a little different in baseball. The best player doesn't always win, a.k.a. vis-a-vis Mike Trout not making the playoffs in the last five years. Yeah. But, eh, Yelich will need help, but everyone's going to need help in this division. Yeah. Regardless of what's I, going I think whoever makes the biggest trade at the deadline, uh, yeah. we'll, ha- we'll have to do a show like around deadline time, around halfway through the season to see if anything we said changes. But I mm. think whoever makes the biggest deal at the deadline could, could walk out division winners. Now, uh, I, I'll probably just say it that like whoever comes out of this division is probably a first round exit. Oh yeah. They're probably getting Definitely. walloped by um, the two seed because the wild card seed will play the number one. Um, so they'll probably either be the two or three seed and get walloped by the other one most likely, but it is playoff baseball. I think it literally happened. The giants won three world series off being the worst team going in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about, the baseball playoffs or at least in those runs you don't have to be the best team on paper you just got to be the hottest team exactly baseball's playoff structure is akin to that of march madness but less so just because march madness is single game elimination yeah but, baseball, <laughs> but with baseball uh, the seven game series if you win a game at a certain time it can feel like it's single game elimination the way momentum works in oh the sport. yeah like statistically There's... game threes are like the most biggest turn points. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, speaking of turning points, um, we are going to uh, flip the flop, as they say, and uh, head over to the American League. Um, I don't know how you want to take on this one. I think we're probably going to be in agreement with a lot of the uh, takes for the American League Central. It so is, go- is a way of taking it on, uh, not taking it on at all. Am I allowed to do that? No, no. you cannot just elect to not talk about it. All right. Because if I won't you say so. Because <laughs> my thing is, I think want to go bottom to the top. I think we're in agreement for most of it. In your opinion, who's going to be the worst team in the AL Central? Detroit. Yes, I agree. So looking at the Tigers, I the, I not really your... like the Tigers' outlook. Let Let me say, if if I were to pick between the like the bottom four teams of like I don't know, let's just go what the bottom four teams of last season, maybe around there. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be the Pirates, the Rangers. Uh, I th- I think of the Tigers and the Orioles. I think out of all four of those teams, I like Detroit's outlook the best. Okay. I even like it better than the Rangers because I don't really know where the Rangers are kind of going right now. They're going wherever Joey takes them. You damn right. <laughs> damn right. Gold glove right fielder Joey Gallo. Man who hit a hundred home runs before a hundred singles, Joey Gallo. The man, the myth, the strikeout. God, I love jo- I, I <laughs> look. It's baseball season. I love Josh Allen, but I love Joey Gallo, and I'm going to say you, it all you season. You and Jays, man. You and Jays. I apparently I got to find one for basketball now. Hit, hit me with one, James. Jason can I Kaden, can I skip Joel LeBron Embiid. and just say James? Harden. James Harden. No, I do not like James Harden. Senor Birgit. <laughs> okay, anyways, <laughs> off topic. The Detroit Tigers have Matthew Boyd, uh, Michael Thromer, Spencer Turnbull, Jose Urena, and Casey Mize. So if you don't know a whole lot of those guys, that makes sense. Matthew Boyd's been there for a little while. He's been in trade talks back and forth. Solid, solid left-hander. Casey Mize is their number one pick from a couple years ago. Super solid. Fulmer can be solid, or Urena can be solid. Turnbull and Tarek Scubai. What a name. What a name. Scubal. Sorry, I thought it was an I. Tarek Scubal. Imagine if he threw a screwball. That would just be perfect. I, dude, he needs to call Oliver Drake right now and be like, dude, I need you to tell me how to throw a screwball. Because I just, uh, a fucking screwball, screwball. Like, yeah, screwball. How can you hate it? Yeah, this team is young, and they know what – well, didn't they hire A.J. Hinch? Yeah, they did. They know what they're fucking doing, man. Like, I don't think they're going to be buying any trash cans anytime soon. But Yeah, Hinch, I don't well, think they'll be cheating. He may have been a cheater in Houston. He still used the talent that was provided for him, and I don't know how big of a part of the accumulation of talent he was, but he's a winner. A cheater, but a winner. And out of any manager to be the head of this club, I don't hate AJ Hinch. No, I he knows don't. he knows exactly where he is. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly where he is. He has young talent that sucks. 
and in two or three years, they are not going to suck. Because if they do, he's going to be gone. And, so and honestly, suck. he's taking over for um, Ron Gardenhire. And I, I, think, I don't think Ron Gardenhire got fired, per se. I think he just left, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. God, that was disgusting. If I burped into the mic, I'm really sorry. I can um, taste it. Is that onion? <laughs> Ketchup? No. That's, that's Nardo tuxedos seem kind of fucked up. <laughs> um, I, I think Ron Gardenhire is just kind of like too old for, for it at this point, but don't tell Tony LaRusso that. Um, what did that whippersnapper say? But to go from Gardenhire into AJ Hinch, I think it's two solid, solid managers. Mm-hmm. And AJ Hinch knows exactly what to do. Oh yeah, he knows what so, to do with Grayson uh, Griner, Jamer Candelario, Jonathan Scope, Nico Goodrum, Isaac Paredes, Harold Castro, Willie Castro, Robbie Grossman. And wait a minute, Rob- Robbie, you can't do that. You can't just sneak in like that. He was born before 1990. Does that is he allowed to be on the team? Uh, he's going to get cut probably at some point. AJ's like, man, come on. You're too old. You must I'm, be this young to ride the ride. Okay, so Dustin Garneau's on the team. He was born in 87. Um, let's see. 90s. 90s. Robbie Grossman was born in 89, so he just doesn't make the cut. And, uh, oh, Miguel Cabrera. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Miguel Cabrera way back there, back in 83. <laughs> I don't think AJ Hinch knows what to do with Miguel Cabrera. I think he just throws him in the DH spot and says, hey, if these young kids get on base, please drive them in. Sincerely signed, all of us. Miguel, for the love of God, you're getting $30 million a year. Just do something. <laughs> Literally anything. Put it in play. Draw a walk. Just for the love of everything. Please. <laughs> you know the Miguel Cabrera that won tr- the Triple Crown? Yeah, do that again. Hey, Miguel, I know you won a triple crown like five years ago and like you gained 50 pounds since then. So like, just do it again. Can't be too hard, right? Just just do it again. Bat on ball. That's all you got to do. It's that easy. We're not in Florida anymore. <sighs> hey, man, won a World Series. Oh, yeah, you did. One more in Miami. Florida at the time. Sorry, Florida Marlins. Then he Come has on, the Tigers. I'll still never get over 2012. I don't know how Detroit got swept out of the World Series with the absolute insane rotation that they had. Called Unf- Pablo Sandoval carrying a big stick. Okay, it's but the Giants only scored like one run a game, and like they're like never known for their offense. And then you run into the best rotation of the league, and they're like, "All right, cool, sweep them." Well, what they thought was the best rotation in the league. <laughs> And they ran into the bus. Saw that was the San the twenty the two the early two thousand ten San Francisco Giants starting pitchers and bullpen were fucking church. Twenty fourteen not as much as twenty twelve and twenty ten, but twenty fourteen didn't matter because Madison Bumgarner was god for like a th- month stretch. He he was untouchable. He, he it's the single greatest World Series performance I will probably ever see. Bumgarner was no one was getting to him. He was the dude. He was the man. He he was everything. But twenty twelve, right. the, the 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 Tigers messed up then because they just they kicked the shit out of everybody and they didn't play for a week. Any momentum they had, they just killed. 
because the Giants were playing six, seven game series every round. They were staying fresh. Yeah, they were just they were always in just the swing of things because they never had time off. Honestly, but enough but enough yeah. reminiscing. Um, yeah, M- Miguel, um, you're gonna probably want some time off during the year because you guys are gonna be, they're not gonna be winning much. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll come back to the Tigers through the season. They'll probably be mm-hmm. a bottom of the cell, bottom of the cell, bottom of the division, bottom of yeah. the division type team. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. We'll see what AJ Hinch has in store. All right, so that's solidly our number five team. Number four is easy for me. Kansas City. Yeah. 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 So the thing about Kansas City is I think they are also mostly 90s kids for the Mm -hmm. most part. Um, Yeah. They got Brad Keller, um, Danny Duffy, Brady Singer, Mike Miner, Chris Bubik. God, I hope I said that right. So their Mike Mining signer was – Mike Miner signing, there we go, uh, was kind of interesting to me. But to put a veteran in a rotation of young dudes along with Danny Duffy, I think that's fine. I think to have mm. two veterans in a rotation and kind of lead these lead Keller, Singer, and Bubik to greatness, more than fine. Mm-hmm. Um, got Greg Holland in your bullpen, Wade Davis, two guys who did it at one point, and if they did it again, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. I really, really like Salvador Perez. He's just been hurt for so long. I think if his if he was on track to stay healthy, Salvador Perez would probably be one of the best catchers in the game. Hmm. Is that so? Well, no. Even then, he he. So he missed all of 2019. That was mm. that was the biggest thing. That's what hurt him the most. But I mean, he he, did, he hit three thirty three in twenty twenty. So like, hey, he got one hundred and fifty at bats. He was able to play. So it's good mm-hmm. to see him like back at it again. I really like Salvador Perez. He's a solid bat. He's a solid defender. I think he's a really good player. I just it's a shame that injuries derailed his twenty nineteen. Yeah, hurt him a little bit in twenty twenty. I really hope to see Salvador Perez bounce back. Um, there's a lot of big bats in Carlos this Santana. Yeah, that dude can hit bombs. And they signed Ben Attendee. Like they kind of poached him off the Red Sox. Yeah, it's kind of funny to say that this team will finish fourth. Yeah, they they've got some names that like I can look at and say, "Wow, does this team finish third? Now that like the thinking roster. about it, so let's okay. But pause, pause the Royals for a second. Let's jump to the Indians. Let's jump to newly formed sitcom Shane Bieber and Friends. The Bieber Bunch. The Bieber Bunch. Oh, I like that one. <sighs> nice, <a> lot. nice. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> not redacted. Yeah, not, because not redacted. The, indeed. the Indians are going to have twenty wins based upon Shane Bieber and his and his arthritis because. This team is going to be on his back all season. Uh, he's had a rough spring, so we'll see. He's got to show that 2020 wasn't a fluke. He had mm-hmm. a good 2019. He had an uh, uh, average 2018. Um, so I think he's really putting it together. So 
Shane Bieber could easily have a really solid 2021 and make another bid for another Cy Young. Mm-hmm. But he got roughed up in the division series. Yeah, and he got, I mean, he's getting roughed up in spring too. Roughed up. The Yankees, Yankees said, that's a nice Cy Young. We're going to go forward. We're going to put the ball over the wall again and again. It's not Shane's fault. He ran into Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I, I'm i looking at this roster and this team. The Kansas City Royals will finish third in this division. The Cleveland Indians could even finish last. It won't happen. But of the uninspiring lineup cards that I've seen throughout this series, I am so uninspired. Like, Bieber, Savali, Plezak, McKenzie, Allens. Actually, not a bad rotation. Tristan McKenzie can be really good. Plezak, Savali, and Bieber have kind of been developing for the past couple years, and they could really be a solid three. But I don't know how this team scores runs. Yeah, how the how are they getting dudes on base? How are they putting people home? So like I get it, Franmil Reyes at DH can put a ball five hundred feet any direction he wants. <laughs> I don't Whatever. Josh Naylor ain't bad. Oscar Mercado fast. Eddie Rosario. Um I like Eddie Jose God, Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is gonna put up numbers. He should at least. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Roberto Perez and Austin Hedges, they're not known for their hitting. They're great mm-hmm. defensive catchers, but they're not known for their hitting. Bobby Bradley, yeah. don't even know who that is. He was born in 1996. Yeah, get out of here. Cesar Hernandez, Ahmed Rosario. The second best Nolan in the MLB, Nolan Jones. Yu Chang. Ernie Clement. I don't know who half these dudes are. Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario isn't a bad player. I like him defensively, and he's hitting well in the spring. But they're going to need they're gonna need Fran Mil Reyes to clobber the ball. They're going to need Jose Ramirez to be an MVP-type player. They're going to need a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I think they kind of showed their hand when they traded the literal one of the best shortstops in the game. The best shortstop in the game. The, maybe we can say it we, we can we can say it Tatis had a good 50 game stretch you know Trevor Story yeah. exists you know Trevor Story plays in Colorado where the air's thinner than um an LA fashion show right yeah but in the box score that doesn't matter give me I'll take Lindor over Story any day of the week only okay. thing Story's got on Francisco is power I'm not saying Trevor Story is better than Lindor. I'm just saying there's an argument. There's an argument, yes. But I'm going to cool off of that because I'm going to say something I might regret. I saw a a fake trade where the Giants would give up Joey Bart for Trevor Story, and I was like, kill me with fire. No, not happening. Really? You would not do that? It was on... Why the fuck would I take Trevor Story? He's one, he's not signed throughout the moving forward. He's not signed moving forward. Two, what the fuck are the Giants gonna do with Trevor Story? We suck. 
True. At least Joey Bart's young. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Story's Bart's young. Like, how old Trevor Story? I'm, I'm gonna look it up. He's like 26. I, I got you. I got you. He's 28. I'm gonna find it. He's in his yeah, prime. That. Prime. Well, I, we have Mike Yastrzemski in his prime, and it's not helping. So. <laughs> but he's older than Trevor Story. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how old Joey Bart is right now. Joey Bart is 24. I, I'm this just gonna I, probably quick, not quick, gonna be competitive quick for the next disclaimer. Quick disclaimer for everyone listening. If you're new to the podcast and you're like, man, these guys really just go off the rails a lot. Yep. It, yep. It it we just go on tangents. It's, it's our podcast. We're gonna do what we want. You can't blame me. These divisions suck. <laughs> it, <laughs> it probably won't happen when it comes to the the West because that's where our favorite teams are. So we'll be all over that, but well, well, shit, the NL West is going to have probably three of the top five MVP favorites. Yeah, it's not even funny. It's like the, it's like, whenever we get to the top of this division, I'll be, I'll mind my manners and I'll actually, like, give a shit about the teams because the White Sox are really good and the Twins yes. have some big sticks. Yes. But We've been talking about eight bad teams so far, seven bad teams, and I'm just, Six. I don't know about Kansas City yet. Kansas City's really interesting. Kansas City could win a lot of games. Not a lot of games, but they will be competitive. They Kansas are the third City can score team. a lot of runs, but I don't know if the pitching is going to keep them in the game. Like, look, man, Jorge Soler just put up numbers, and that mm-hmm. dude's going to hit a lot of bombs again. You have Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield, solid player. Yes, we're back on Kansas City randomly. Michael A. Taylor, solid. Benintendi, solid. <laughs> Aldoberto Mondesi, solid. Hunter Dozier, solid. Nicky Lopez, solid. Carlos Santana, solid. Salvador Perez, solid. This lineup one through nine is solid. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know what? I think the Indians finish fourth. The Indians do finish fourth, and that's not even a discussion. The Royals have the talent one through nine to win games with their bats alone yeah they i mean they really do and bieber can't pitch every day so yeah that's just how it is if the indians had their fucking rotation from three years ago with bauer and clevenger and all these motherfuckers then yeah the indians win the division but cleveland can't keep stars cleveland doesn't like paying people for labor so as long as Cleveland continues to be the longest World Series drought, it's fine by me. Texas Rangers are number two. Needs to stay that way. We can never become number one <laughs> ever in my lifetime as long as I'm alive. All right. So. That brings us to the top two. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm just trying to see if we really missed anybody and not, not really. Um, yeah. Cleveland fourth, Kansas City third. Who finishes number two? Do you want to go through both teams and then choose, or do you just want to tell me who your two is? Let's just go through it. I think it's better that way. Okay. I want to talk about the Twins first. Yep. Um, The Twins, let me just see. Twins have a solid starting rotation led by Kenta Maeda. Jose Barrios, Michael Pineda, Jay Happ, and Randy Dubnak, who most likely would be their fifth starter, I assume. Um, 
that's a solid five to throw out. Um, Maeda. Maeda. He was a Cy Young finalist last year, and I don't think he's going to slow down. Maeda's got good stuff. He got yes. hosed by the Dodgers, in my opinion. That dude could have been a part of the rotation last year for that World yeah, Series. Yeah, I really think Maeda could prove. Granted, there's nothing wrong with Bruce, Broussard Gratterall. That dude can pitch out of that bullpen. He can throw, yeah. He got mm. some heat. But I think Maeda can really help out Minnesota. Jose Barrios, one of the most disgusting sliders I've ever seen. Speaking of <laughs> disgusting sliders, Michael Pineda. Pineda is, it has had such a weird career, and like the stats don't show that he's been that dude but this dude can wipe people out he can really i believe he can really put up some numbers mm-hmm. he, he started in seattle missed some years went to new york where pitchers go to die and now he's been in minnesota for the last couple of years and granted he has he has some solid wins because he's been the beneficiary of his team hitting eight bombs a game. Mm-hmm. But I think Pineda's a really solid guy for them. Um, their bullpen, <laughs> they they signed Alex Colome. They have Hansel Robles. Um, they have Taylor Rogers as their closer. So they have three mm-hmm. solid dudes in the back. You have seven, eight, and nine. And then let me just tell you who can hit bombs on their team. And spoiler alert, it's going to be all of them. Mitch Garver, catcher. Miguel Sano at first, Jorge Polanco at second, the bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson at third, Simba, Anderson Simmons at shortstop, Jake Caven left, Byron Buxton. Simmons, he's not going to be hitting nothing, but he is a great glove. and that's He's a great contact him. hitter, and he's a great glove. Yeah. Jake Cave's going to hit bombs. Byron Buxton might not hit bombs, but nothing's going to ever drop in center field, so that's fine. Max Kepler bombs. Nelson Cruz, boomstick. He's the he's the first person I have seen on this MLB app designated as the designated hitter. There is no position for Nelson Cruz. He is the bat. Yeah, well, it's because when you put him in right, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. I'm not even gonna talk about it. You know, he's he just doesn't have the good reaction stat. No, th- this team. Looking at them top to bottom, I think they could win this division. Hundred percent. But I don't. I don't want them to win it because they haven't won a playoff game in like almost a decade. So there's no point in them even winning the division. They would just lose to the Yankees in the first round. In a that's, sweep. Not the, that's not the point. The point is they can still win the division. Yeah, I think they have the best rotation. Yeah, I think their rotation is arguably the best in the AL Central. It's close. It's very close. It's very close. And I think May, if Kenta Maeda can have another year like last year, oh, buckle up. Because Maeda is the real deal. I think now with the moves that the White Sox have made and the developments that we've seen, they have the best rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's jump to the White Sox now. They're led by Giolito. Lucas Giolito, oh. who is a good pitcher and a good person. So I'm always mm-hmm. down for that. You got Dallas Keuchel, who can yeah. put a ball wherever he wants. You got Lance, only fastballs Lynn who was traded Dylan Cease Dylan Cease is so young and can be so good I'm so happy to see Cease in the rotation I think he could be so good for the White Sox as the number four starter and to have Giolito Keiko and Lynn backing you up 
That dude's got an insane curveball. And I think he's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's going to be, I think he's going to be so good. Mm-hmm. And then they have Ronaldo Lopez or Carlos Rodon finishing the rotation out. Whoever probably doesn't finish in the rotation finishes in the bullpen easily. Mm-hmm. And I think that is more than fine. And their and bullpen, bullpen solid. They traded for Liam Hendricks. They signed Liam Hendricks. Yeah. signed him out. And Hendricks is a great arm in the bullpen. He's one Liam, of the better Liam Hendricks in the MLB. Cons- he's considered the best closer in the game right now. Yeah, and it's well-deserved. So, they have Evan Marshall, Garrett Crotchet, who can just absolutely flamethrow the ball in there. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Cordero, Michael Kopesh. They have a solid bullpen. Catching them, another solid player, Yasmani Grandal. Oh, he's a monster. Can hit bombs and can play the field. I see the thing with this lineup. I think they're safer than the twins. I think the twins have a lot of older dudes that can get hurt or can kind of get close to that age where you can kind of fall off a cliff because in baseball you have it. And whenever you don't, you really don't. There's a lot of steep declines that you'll see in baseball. So I'm personally going to pick the White Sox, especially looking at their infield. And then it gets even more disgusting whenever you look at the outfield. Because as good as their players are, comparatively to a Minnesota, they're also way younger. So not only should they win a division crown this year, I think they could be the top team in the Central Albeit, if there's some huge trades and some different type of uh, moves being made by their teams, they're built to run this division for like the next three to five years. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting strategy of getting a manager three times your player's age and then getting pulled over for a DUI and then trying to get out of it using his name. But I digress. Their, their biggest obstacle will be the manager. If it <laughs> Honestly. doesn't work, he gets fired. If, if it doesn't work can, by midseason, if, fire him. I don't care. If he can physically make the walk out to the mound to change pitchers, they're probably set. They're probably good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But reigning MVP, Jose Abreu. Solid second baseman pro- prospect, Nick Madrigal. Yoan mm-hmm. Mokanda at third. Tim Anderson is short. Aloy Jimenez in left. Luis Robert in center. Adam Eaton in right. You have Adam Engel bat- backing all these guys up. And I don't know who Andrew Vaughn is, but he's he's their DH. Mm-hmm. Kid's 22. He's their number three overall pick. Why have I not heard that much about him? Did he play I last feel like, year? He did not. Ooh, that'll be interesting. I feel like the White Sox are kind of like the uh, how the Astros were. But these guys are better at the certain ages. Or offensively, they just seem better at that certain age. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they have a lot of these young studs. And even the guys that are a little bit older, like a Tim Anderson, they're not even three years. They're three years away from being 30. The only one that could age out of this core is Jose Abreu. Yeah. Everybody else is set to be there for the run. Yeah, I think. I think it's the White Sox division to lose. I think it's definitely the White Sox division to lose. And I could easily see the Twins playing a playoff game. Uh, a one game yeah. playoff game. Yeah. 
So I think the Twins finish second, but still get a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And I think the division goes to the White Sox. Again, we'll see what happens at the deadline. They only have Lance Lynn for this year. So they have to do it now if they want to keep that. Like, granted, Giolito, Keiko, and Cease will be a solid three to have. But if if there's any time to do it, now's the time. Like, do it with Lynn right now. If you get if you get Lance Lynn that the Texas Rangers got, oh, Lord, you're set. <laughs> you, you don't yeah. have to do anything else. You just have to show up. And these mm-hmm. dudes are so strong, the second the bat touches the ball, it's going to head out of the yard. Mm-hmm. But I, that's it. We got through it together. That was the worst Band-Aid ever. <laughs> it look I like we're not we're not biased. We don't I don't hate any of these teams. Like I don't have a personal vendetta against any of these teams. I have a personal vendetta against David Freeze, but I don't have a personal vendetta against the St. Louis Cardinals. I just mm-hmm. don't realistically think a, out of those 10 teams that we talked about. I don't think a lot of them are very good. I think the White Sox are good. I think the Twins are good. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Yeah. You could probably tell me the Cardinals are going to win 90 games and win their division. Yeah, probably. And then they're going to get bounced out round one because the NL is a, is a bloodbath of teams wanting to win the mm-hmm. World Series right now. The AL feels really wide open, though, in my opinion. The AL think, is wide open. Like, the AL could really... there we We could see a lot of interesting things i think the yankees are probably the favorite in my opinion right now yeah for a world series appearance but do not be surprised if we see a team like chicago make it to the world series because there's a team that can challenge them i think it's the white Sox, at least out of the ones that we've talked about so far through the podcast yeah uh i'll definitely have to keep my eyes on a yankees white Sox series that should be a absolute war especially in yankee stadium where the walls are only like 200 feet away way too many pinstripes way yeah. too many pinstripes there's uh, gonna be a lot of white yeah a lot of it but i think that's about it so next week we're gonna take on the al west uh either the al or the nl i ain't um, doing the nl west to last wow wow it's the best division in baseball Okay, Look, it's man, not the uh, best division. Any division with the Texas Rangers is the best. I can't even. I can't even finish that sentence. I'm not even gonna finish it. Not even gonna I'm not even saying. I'm not even saying the NL West because of the Giants. I'm stating the NL West because of the implications of what this division is going to mean to baseball currently and moving forward. Yeah. Not only not they've had the most stuff go down. Not only do we have the second best player in baseball today playing for the Dodgers, we have the San Diego Padres with the best young player in the league according to what happened last year um reigning world champions um they got the cy young they got it it's the nl west is the epicenter of baseball until somebody proves otherwise because the nl east is the most competitive division but the top two teams in the nl west have a claim of being the best teams in the game Especially after the moves made in the offseason. 
All right, so again, the next week, next Thursday or Friday. Or I know our schedule has been a little wonky. Um, You'll see an episode sometime next week. <laughs> there we'll will be an AL West episode. I'm excited for it. Even though as bad as the Rangers are, I'm always excited to talk about my team, where I think they're going to go. Um, the Angels are an interesting bunch. The Mariners are always an interesting bunch. The A's spend $5 and compete. And, and we'll tell Astros, you why the Astros will be a Hale West champs once again. Yeah, regardless of how many trash cans are involved. Yeah. Jose Altuve might be 5'6", but he bats 6'10". <laughs> it's, uh, it's, buzz, it's a, buzz. Okay. Now, you, now you're just taking pot shots. That's okay, man. Eh. It's, it's trashy of me, isn't it? Okay. Just... You can't talk about your old manager, Dusty Baker, like that. Hey, dude, don't you dare speak his name. <laughs> I still haven't recovered. <laughs> From 2002. Yep. See, there we go, reminiscing again. Whether it's, good, whether it's good or bad memories, they come up on the pod. And yes, we know we've missed a lot of like football stuff going on. Um, if we have the time, we're going to do a football NBA type show. Like we know JJ Watts in Arizona Cardinal. He's been in Arizona Cardinal for like weeks. Yeah. We know Russell Wilson might get traded. We know Dak Prescott signed a world beater of a deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Like we know these things. We know, we know it's Armageddon right now and everyone, <laughs> but we just don't have the time. Like we, we we're lucky we got together this week to finish oh, dude. our, our literally- project. The NFL uh, news so far in the last week has been like Deadpool versus the NFL salary cap. People are just getting <laughs> dropped left and right. It's fucked up. The Saints said, Thomas Moore said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the Chargers are like, Trey Turner, we traded some assets for you. Get the fuck out of here. Cam Newton got signed for $14 million. I don't know what the fuck's going on, to be honest. The uh, NBA no, All-Star was no, batshit no. insane. It was a blowout. It's... We're definitely going to have to come back with some NBA and and, uh, NFL content. But we'll probably have a huge recap show for each after we finish the MLB shows. And and don't forget, um, now that we're on, you know, Border Fuel Sports, check check them out. They have a lot of of people working there writing, Mm -hmm. a lot of great guys who write. And, like, I'll just come out and say it. I'm not a writer. I hate writing. I'm a podcaster for a reason. I like talking. I hate writing. So go go read the articles of the people who like to write because that's not us. You're just going to listen to I, us complain. I'm going to go ahead and head over to Border Fuel Sports probably after the podcast is over. I need to get back into writing, to be honest. I've been thinking of stuff that I actually want to write about. I was at work today, and I was sitting there, and I was like, I want to do like a oral history of a Charger fan. Oh, Basically, no. like, I'll just it'll be titled Lightning in a Bottle. And I'll just chronicle how bad this good team really was. <laughs> Did you know the 2010 Chargers are the only team in NFL history to have the number one offense and number one defense, yet still miss the playoffs? If you didn't know that, I'd be shocked. But if you don't know, now you know. Exactly. Um, we're, also gonna put, we're also going to put a link tree together so it'll be easier to get to all the podcast platforms. Um so yeah leave us a review leave us a comment follow us on twitter follow us on instagram um let us know how we're doing what uh if we if we talk shit on your team um yeah it's gonna happen but talk your shit back 
talk your shit back. If you have intelligent <laughs> things to say back at us, you, yeah, we'll listen. If you come in here and tell me Shane Bieber is going to strike out the first 500 batters he faces, then like I'm going to take a step back and be like, okay, wait, hang on. That's not going to happen. Then he, then he does it. I'm like, where the fuck is Biff and where do you get that almanac? <laughs> if Key Brian Hayes does, it, it actually hit 100 bombs. <laughs> man but yeah for anyone that's been listening to the show or just listening to it uh we appreciate you uh letting us into your uh, ear holes for lack of better terms um the beautiful thing about sports is the fact that it's really subjective even though we try to be as objective as possible on the podcast for the most part we want to start a dialogue because sports is bigger than just the game it's omnipresent in the world it crosses cultures it crosses friendships and it really can bond people so if you're a team member for the makeshift managers we appreciate you and if you're not still thanks for knowing who we are yeah and uh if uh by any chance you know dustin may send him our way oh dude i would love to somehow get him on the show because like Genuinely, he's a Dodger, and I hate the Dodgers, but I have no ill will towards Dustin May. It's see, just it, see, it the, has a nice ring to it. The best part is, is that we would hand out the fuck Dustin May award without telling him. Like we would just catch him off guard in the middle of the episode, and I'm not going to edit a thing. It's just going to be the genuine reaction of Dustin May just staring at us, and then probably yeah, like, leaving. He'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" And I would just I'd look him in the eyes, and be like, "Dude, honestly, it's a joke. It's just a running joke for some reason." We had this just bullshit spiel going on about how, like, we just didn't like you. But it's not even a personal thing. It's just it's at just that your point, face. we your jumped. Face. We, at a certain point, we jumped the shark and it became a bit. And when you have a bit, you have to commit to it. Because if you don't, then you lose the bit. And if you're wondering if why we haven't given out the fuck Dustin May award of the, of the week for. It's because Doug the, Peterson has it he hasn't given it back yet yeah it he just we're waiting for him to get hired somewhere so we can get it back from him but we don't know where he is we've emailed him we've tried corresponding with his agent all we've gotten is a 404 error i made the mistake of asking carson wentz where he was and i just got turned away it was like that oprah interview carson started to tear up and it didn't look good (laughs) redacted if we we had it happened if we had it we'd give it to the nl central we, we would just oh, do it. Yeah. All all oh, y'all yeah. all y'all in the NL Central. Stop. You're on you're you're on a watch right now. The second it gets back from Doug Peterson, we're coming for you. Oh yeah. Better keep their eyes peeled. But I think that's about it, right, Austin? Yeah, that is going to be the end of this week. So until next week, thanks for listening and catch us next week when we dive into the American League West. Peace.